was the voice of Tomas Sankara, and uh, this evening we uh, take stock of uh, the message of his life. And uh, uh, yeah, this on the back, of course, of the reopening of uh, the trial, looking into the circumstances of the passing of Tomas Sankara, and uh, joining me this evening. Uh, to unpack the legacy of the man and uh, also, I guess, uh, what uh, his legacy means in the current moment uh, in the tasks of reconstruction that face the African continent. Advocate Sipo Mandula is a researcher at the Tabumbeke African School for Public and International Affairs. Advocate Mandula, good evening, my friend. Good evening to the listeners on this important week in the continent. Sankara week mm. and the, the ghost of Sankara is haunting those who have killed him in 1987. But this is a young man born on the 21st of December 1949. Mm. That's where we should look at death and death. Sure, sure, sure. Let's maybe start there. I mean, uh, just with who Thomas Sankara is before we get to the circumstances of his passing and, of course, uh, the controversy and the scandal around that. Uh, I mean, the clip we just played, and this French sound is not so good, Russ, so you'll have to you'll have to pardon me. But a big yeah. part of what he's saying is around, you know, that Africa has the potential for self-sufficiency in terms of the production of what we eat at a primary level. But there's also a big part in what, um, I guess, you know, he is saying in that clip that uh, has a lot to do with um, the the issue of aid, assistance. And he says, you know, we could produce more than what we need, but our challenge is, you know, lack of organization. I mean, it doesn't get more straightforward than that. No, correctly, and I think uh, because Burkina Faso, as we know, it was colonized by the French, hence we are finding ourselves trapped by this colonial language. Mm. But if you look at uh, Isodora Nuel Sankara, coming out of a, a family of 10. Uh, he was one person who has been passionate. You remember that people don't know Sankara as a captain. There was a rumor that his parents were intending to be the priest, you know, mm. and he didn't have that, you know. And at the same time, when he gained this military training, it was at the age of 17 in 1966. He went as far as Madagascar to train there uh, when he was only 20 years old. And he even participated in the struggle in Madagascar. Um, he had a passion on issues of agriculture, a passion on issues of history, military strategies, looking even on the issues of women empowerment. I think most of the young listeners, they will know Sankara as a person who wanted to empower women and issues of nature, climate change. He was a person who was very fond of, of trees, but if you look at his legacy, it was this uh, issue that you have raised earlier of him confronting that system at an early age by 1983-84. Once he came into power, looking at his country, that Bekinabe, they went through military coups for many years. Um, when Sankara became the uh, prime minister in 1983, on the 17th of May, you'll remember that he was recalled, he was brought back, but there is this essence of him that he was able to turn around the administration, the opulence that was within um, what you called elite or bureaucrats. He was changing their thinking of driving with this nice cars, flying mm. all over. But he focused on building the Kina Faso by even beginning to change the name, you know, Upper Volta. Uh, that was one of the moves that Sankara pushed. 
The issue that I think for our listeners back home is to say Sankara warned even the French about the visit that was done by Borda to France and mm. ask the then president of France, how do you allow uh, President Borda yeah. mm. when you don't understand the situation of the South? So I think if one has to contextualize Sankara and like we said, this is a historic week, uh, beginning of the trial, whether Kampore, uh, Kafando, they are there or not, but the military tribunal will still go on in the absence of these two key prime suspects. Because I think the media has been having this uh, phobia of talking about Blazer, Kampore only, when actually we have three primary suspects in this case. And uh, one is a doctor who falsified the death uh, 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 note of Sankara when he was killed on the 15th of this mm. month. The second one, Kafondo, uh, who was very close to Blaise Kampaure. The only one who is remaining and who has been charged is Gilbert Wadindere, who, if you, you will even recall, he was arrested as early as 2015. You know, Brasipo, the other thing that I guess is is of interest to you know to many of us who came in to understanding Sankara maybe in the last in the last you know decade or more uh, has always been you know what you've already mentioned I guess this austere approach this very developmentalist approach I mean you know I remember a documentary that was playing around you know one the role that he saw for women in the reconstructive efforts of uh, uh, you know the Bekinabia people uh, the second one was around saying. You know, how do we disentangle or mm-hmm. disembed, you know, the people of Burkina Faso from, you know, this provincialization by France? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I remember, I mean, you know, this wasn't somebody who would, you know, talk in very, you know, uh, yeah, well, we hear you, whatever. He was very mm-hmm. straight to the point, even with the French. I mean, I think Francois Mitterrand at the time was very mm-hmm. unsettled by how forthright this guy was. Um, I mean, who would have stood to benefit from the elimination of Thomas Sankara? Because it, it might not necessarily be the doctor or even Blaise yeah, Kampaure yeah. who ended up benefiting yeah, from yeah, the coup yeah, yeah. because those might be might have been the person who was holding the Okapi, but I guess the, the yeah, intent yeah. and the interest might have gone much further than that. You know, even if you, you might have said we cannot put the blame to his close uh, brothers and his close comrades, but Blaise Kampaure become one of them. And if you mm. look at the four countries that I looked into this afternoon, I looked at one foreign country, which was France, which had classified information that after the killing of Sankara on the 16th of October, they were seen around Burkina Faso trying to tamper with the wires which Blaise Kampaure and the man who led the killing of Sankara Palm, they were trying to um, uh, get rid of that evidence, but that classified information has not yet been shared by France. Remember that France, when they went to, uh, I mean, the young uh, President Emmanuel, when he went to Ouagadougou 2017, he promised to share the files. He shared only the, one can say, part one and two of the files, but the key files that links the French in this uh, killing of Sankara it is still going to be before the military court. Three other countries that are from Africa. Ivory Coast, where Blaise Kampore is being uh, hosted or being, um, one can say it is his uh, exile, but he's been given citizenship, by the way. And that makes it difficult to bring him back. You'll be shocked. Libya has been implicated and the Liberians. But there's no 
concrete evidence about what was their role about the killing, but you'll understand that Ivory Coast by then was led not by Watara. It was led by uh, one president who was very not happy with Sankara's views at the international community, his views on the uh, French Africa relation. Mm. This issue that has been coming, Tamina X, about French and Africa relations. And that's why if you look at the foreign countries and African countries who might have been uh, part of this, it will still tell you about the same case of Lumumba, mm. the same case of Vico. Uh, you know, many those who have been killed at a young age, you might find that the hidden hands are still your superpowers, are still those who are threatened by the words that Sangara said in the 1986 um, uh, OAU meeting, where he, he, he even challenged them on the foreign debt. Mm. to be asking them, why are you still paying this debt? Are you not going to move? Because it seems he who feeds you controls you. That's what... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Now, now, Sankara, and you, you spoke about the ghost of Sankara when we started. Oh. I mean, many of the things that you raise, and be it the public debt issue, I mean, our, oh. the AU has been trumping oh. up debt forgiveness issues on oh. almost any and every platform linked to COVID-19 rather than, I guess, the structural oh. reasons behind the debt, and we can get into that discussion. But we also are seeing, you know, a, a Sankara who was very clear, I guess, about uh, one, injustices at the time that were happening here in South Africa uh, oh, and oh. this notion of a very strong sense of solidarity. But what would Sankara say, I mean, about an African union that in the main, even its own affairs and operative running is still funded by other regions oh. that are outside of our continent? Uh, and more importantly, I guess, what, what, what would the ghost of Sankara say or grapple with when we think about even some of the uh, issues around continental unity, AFCTA, uh, and even, I guess, many of the issues that we're confronted with, even from a security perspective, much of which, I guess, is is linked to imperial interests on the continent. (laughs) You know, you will understand that democratization principles of Sankara were more revolutionary in nature. And when we looked at the issues of eradicating all those challenges we have raised, whether COVID-19, Ebola, my bad, Sankara would have looked at the how do we deal with it in an African context. If you looked at the issues of access to education, he looked into it clearly. But when you look at the current regional bodies, like let's look at ECOWAS, let's look at AU, the way you have put it real. One can say AU, it has been Arabized. You know, there was this time where the North Africa dominated the AU. You look at ECOWAS, it's being dominated by the elders. And those elders are not moving. And the Sankara will have question, and his voice will be haunting them mm. on how to deal with the issues of leadership, issues of still going to back from the West. Because if you look at West Africa, most of them going to France. France it is still holding a lot of resources that they have looted since 1960s. And that's why it is still said that even the currencies in West Africa... They are still holding dearly to the uh, franc. You know, if you look at their currency, if you look mm. at the currency of West Africa, it is still being closer to their former colonial master. Sankara would have been worried about those issues. We would have been worried even about opulence of our leaders in terms of buying expensive cars. He will be worried even about what is happening currently, like you are saying, in terms of leadership 
mongering or even people staying in power for many years. Your Paul Beers, your Dennis Ngoetu, looking at even Pandora Papers now. Pandora Papers are showing people stealing money from their own countries and putting them in foreign banks. I think we know very well when Sankara was killed, what we, I mean, we have seen from his house was only a bicycle, was only a fridge, it was only a guitar. So we didn't see a man who have amassed the world, just like your Yaya Jame in the Gambia. And, and, and that's where I think Sankara would have been able to sanitize this leader further, you know, Aya, and, 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 to, and to remind them that you cannot be quarantined in European slaves of aging from IMF and World Bank. Because I think that's where we are still caught up. Even with this summit that has passed, the summit that has passed, Sankara will have said, but France, you cannot have domination over us, even post-independence. Because mm. I think that's where we are still caught up, that our loyalty and allegiance to the former colonial master, it is still worrying and it is still shocking. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also quite interested, I guess, you know, in, in this issue, you know, Sankara was also about defeating illiteracy, defeating ignorance, defeating disease. Uh, where are we there? I mean, this is a guy already in the 80s who oversaw massive national vaccination campaign, raised literacy from 13% to 73%. Um, we're not even getting into, I guess, the M. You know, people speak about good governance. Uh, and then sometimes it's cover, I guess, for sort of market-led type governance. Um, I mean, this was somebody who, in many ways, I guess embodied this idea of a selfless and a very servant type of leadership. Uh, where are we on some of these issues? I mean, defeating ignorance and disease in particular. You know, I, I think we are trapped we are in a question the two in a sense that um, when you look at the African continent and when you look at the globe now, Africa has found itself trapped with this uh, epidemic that became pandemic from late 2019 to 2020. And we are not finding any resonance or any hope because we are still looking towards the West. Mm. And like, like you have put it really that Sankara was a person who was so brave that he actually put an investment in his own country first. I don't think what Sankara did was to look outside first. He looked within mm. and he looked and but that is one fail of him that when he was looking within, he had too many people he has trusted, and those people mm. he has trusted are the ones who are the ones who can be his enemies, you know, later. And that's where we are in the African continent. But when you look at the issues of Africa free trade, like we have raised earlier, we missed that op- opportunity under COVID. Uh, even if now we are still trying to pull this secretariat in Ghana, but we are still not pulling the way we want because we are still having this debt. This colonial debt. Mm. We are still having this uh, models of governance that I think are, are copy and paste of Europe. Like democratization in uh, Africa, it is still some challenge that I will see many elections going through conflict. There is no um, a clear cut winner. Always there is always contestation over power, but the power is around resources. Mm. Our foreign policies in Africa, again, they are still looking. Outward. If you look at our foreign policies, our foreign policies don't talk even to the domestic issues, the reality that faces us. The issues of energy crisis that we face in the African continent, when we have the Inga Dam in Congo, what has delayed us to, to build that Inga Dam to can electrify African continent? 
you look at the Nile River, why the conflict of the Arabs and Ethiopia, it is still holding us. So I think Sankara during his tenure, he will have looked at those things mm. and raised to the new sure. OAU, which is the AU, to question them, to challenge them, and to raise those mm. issues, but emphasizing even on the youth leadership sure. and taking along the women. I think one aspect that we failed in African leadership is to, we can have Mayor Samia Sulu in Tanzania, mm. you might have your um, uh, Joyce uh, Panda, you might have Malawi, yeah. they can be men, but we have not moved mm. Sankara was killed 34 years ago. Prasipo, hold the line there for me for a second, we're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, I want us to talk, I mean, I want to come back to this theme uh, of the ghost of Sankara. Yeah. And I want you to talk to me about how the youth, not just yeah. of the continent, but of yeah. Burkina Faso in particular, have mobilized the ghost of Sankara. Uh, yeah. Be it in those mass protests we saw in 2014 that led to yeah. the exit of Blaise Kampaure, we understand is in Côte d'Ivoire and the yeah. neighboring country, uh, but also how just the memory of Sankara, even here at home, yeah. uh, has been, uh, I guess, uh, critical in... You know, a different yes. imagination, least of all yes. in the younger generation, of uh, what yes. a leadership could be and what it might mean um, in the current moment. Nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headlines here on Metro FM Talk. I'm in discussion uh, this Sankara week with uh, research at the Tabombeki African School for Public and International Affairs, Advocate Sipo Mandula. Advocate Sipo, I'd ask the question, I guess, before yes. we went to yes. the break of uh, the ghost of Sankara yes. and uh, a younger generation on our continent. Yes. Your thoughts on that? You know, when they were banning the parliament in 2014, that ghost of Sankara emerged, if you will recall, because Blaise Kampora wanted to tweak the constitution. It was that era where many African leaders were pushing the third termism. And that's where the ghost of Sankara emerged in 2014. But we saw it in there with the emergence of the economic freedom fighters when they were revering this Sankara's image and uh, principles. You've said it earlier again, the young people of 2015, the peace uh, uh, campaign, they were raising, I mean, you could see gravities of Sankara, uh, the, the voices of Sankara. But the Kina Faso, most of the young people, when I saw one of the documentaries, they have used the gravity, the art of even creativity, painting the walls by saying justice for Sankara, meaning they never mourned. Even if they said after the killing of Sankara, the whole nation cried. But they never mourned Sankara because there was no closure on the truth of who really killed Sankara. Remember he had an unmarked grave. Nobody knew the grave of Sankara for almost 27 years. Only in 2014, when the grave of Sankara, his bones were exhumed and he was given dignified funeral. And that's where the youth were inspired now by this legacy of this African leader who wanted to push for the de-colonial Africa, because Sankara, if you can look at him, he was not all about Burkina Faso only. Despite he have changed the name, he looked at the African continent, he looked at the neighbors, he worked with many people like Gaddafi, he worked with Jerry Rowling, and those are the leaders who at the same time they were from the military uh, 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 posture that he had to work with. But that's where I can say to you, Aya, that the youth of today in emulating in personifying Sankara, mm. it is not all about the codes, but it, it is all about to look at Sankara from being a militant at a young age, his discipline, his views on education, his views on the Western powers, because it seems that many young people 
they are now rushing to go to London recently with the vaccination. But if Sankara was alive, he would have questioned that. To say, but why don't we have love for Tanzania? Why don't we have love for Malawi, Zambia, Zimbabwe? So that's why if we have to look at the, at the, at the legacy of this leader, it is that the young people of, of that country, they are saying Sankara to them. It is like what Jesus is to the Christians, what Muhammad is to the Islam, what mm. Rastafari is to the Rastafarians. Mm. That's how they have personified. I mean, they've given him that stature of Thomas Sankara. And even musically, you find people like Alpha Blondie. They went as far as composing a song about Sankara, but explaining about his legacy and his principles. Prasipo, mm. maybe what just before we let you go, Madam Africa, uh, just for the purposes of some of our listeners who might want to follow the developments around the trial of Thomas Sankara. I was saying earlier on, some of the international news media have certainly, <laughs> you know, gone to town on this particular issue. Um, yeah. yeah, what what are the dates? Um, what, where are we now? When is all of this set to happen? Uh, and uh, I guess, how do people get hold of uh, even some of the other commemorative events that might uh, occur sometime this week uh, to uh, commemorate uh, uh, his passing all the way out in 1987? You know, I, I will say quickly, this trial have uh, started today, and we are hoping that it will take some time because even if they are, they are trying two key suspects in absentia, but this trial has been covered by international media, our national media as well. But we are planning something on Friday just to screen something, you know, I have the basis mm. of Africa on Sankara because in some instances it is not all about the lectures, but for the young people sure, to only take them sure. through what we call audiovisual mm. documentaries. Because some of them, they're even in both languages. They're not only in French. So sure. most of the young people, if they can check documentaries of Sankara, they are in uh, abundance. Even when you can Google, when you can get the story of Thomas Sankara. But I think our curriculum in the schools are, are still not mm. giving any parity for us to know some of our heroes and heroines. Uh, and I think Africa. this is a serious indictment to the African continent. Uh, as we are saying, this is the day of our culture and heritage. Mm. Sankara, remember, he was close to Fela Kuti. Yeah, yeah. The image of Fela There's that Kuti picture there of Fela, Miriam Makeba, and Sankara. You see, yes, Beautiful image. picture of those three leaders. Mm. You know, I mean, those three uh, musicians, like you said, Mama Miriam, uh, Fela Kuti. And even, that's why I think the youth must understand Sankara was not just a activist, but he was mm. a father. He, he had family. And I think his wife, Mariam, landed from France, by the way. He was, I mean, uh, Mariam Sankara is been based in France. He was part of the trial today. And he raised one aspect, I mean, I have to say, it's important that to have closure mm. and the truth. And those who have run away, they need to come back because they owe this to the people of the Kinapas of Wagaduku. Yeah. So I think that is, in short, I have to say, Documentaries are very key as well. Mm. Reading from Thomas Sankara Speaks sure. is one book that is always there for young people to read. But I think they need to start to engage on these leaders who have been killed mercilessly. It, it is the same story, like I said, of Lumumba, the same story mm. of Bantu Biko, the same, uh, same story of Mbuisa, uh, who have disappeared. So there are many stories yeah, in, in yeah. our continent that we need closure at some point. Advocate Mantula. Couldn't have said it better, and I want to thank you uh, this evening for taking time out to speak to us. Research at the Tabombeki African School for Public and International Affairs. Asante Sanam Africa. Asante Mofika Sabong.
that there was advocate uh, Sipo Mandula. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's right. Go check out that documentary. I think it's called The Upright Man uh, on YouTube. Documentary uh, Gasangar. I remember watching it over a decade ago. Uh, at uh, hey, John Moffat, another building. If it's John Moffat building. Uh, and I must say, I mean, it changed entirely. Uh, uh, much of what I had thought of um, countries in Francophone Africa uh, and even some of the liberation heroes. Because you must remember also the barrier of English uh, and uh, Portuguese and French is one of the things that has certainly broken ties uh, between us as African people. You know, uh, I can hear if I'm in Mozambique, uh, somebody, Obulabulas Changan. Uh, much, much better than maybe when they speak in Portuguese, you know. And similarly, I think, you know, if we think about Francophone Africa, uh, that uh, these are the types of bonds of solidarity that need to be created, but language still remains a massive barrier uh, in the achievement of those ends. Let's take a brief break now. When we come back on the other side, we check out Bagwenza Gandoni in our communities.